This is the podcast, Putting on a Coat of Colors. This podcast is a community storytelling project of Coat of Colors, a council of Cathedral of Hope, United Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. Our hope is that this podcast will make room for persons of color and their white allies who are both gay and straight to tell their joys and frustrations, to tell their sense of belonging and their sense of exclusion, to celebrate our uniqueness to the larger community and celebrate our commonalities, and to invite members of the larger community to join in this purpose. Thank you for listening. Now let's get started. Here is our podcast host, Thomas Riggs. In our fourth segment of the podcast conversation with Julie and Cassandra, they share the importance of civic engagement and voting when it comes to women's reproductive justice, the curtailing of voting rights, and issues around race and gay rights. It is in the midst of this uncertainty and strife that Cassandra speaks of a longing for home and invites Julie to come with her to a predominantly black church. And finally, Cassandra shares the difficulty she had in getting a book study started at Cathedral of Hope, meeting with passivity and indifference. When Julie asks Cassandra about black persons in representation of leadership at Cathedral of Hope, Cassandra compares it to corporate representation. It's being good on paper. Vote. Everyone's got to vote. You know, voting rights. We are peeling back so much stuff. We're going backwards. Um, it is scary to to many of us, I know, and, and really terrifying to many of us of color. Yes. And there's, you know, that's an added element for you. You know, it's, it's terrifying me that women's choice is going away yes. but it doesn't affect me personally because yes. even if my daughter wanted and needed or wanted an abortion i have the means to take her somewhere to a different state yeah. to do that yeah and there's so many poor women and mostly women of color that don't have that option mm-hmm. We need a souls to the polls at our church. What is we don't that? have to be just black people that do that. Um, election day. Oh, the or Sunday. Around the time on Sunday, put pack people up and take them. And we can't do it on Sundays after church, but you can take people on Wednesday night, or you can take people on Tuesday, or you can drive them to early voting, or you can, you know, do the things that we need to do. It was just it just popped in my head, um, and you know. You didn't hear it from me, but I know we've talked about like visiting black church. Like I'll take you over to the one, and we could just kind of go there because sometimes I just need that to to ground me and and make me feel safe. That makes sense. To while me. we're in this, you know, while all the stuff is turning back, while the clock is turning back on on all these laws and all the stuff that's happening, it's yeah. So 
I know one time we talked about it and you said you wanted to come, so Absolutely. I'll just scoop you up and we'll go listen to a, a gospel choir and go listen to, yeah, for just That sounds great. And then we'll be right back at Cathedral. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm looking at your, your wedding picture mm-hmm. and um, it it it's nice to see <laughs> the different colors of people. Mm-hmm. Um, my our family photos don't. My family of origin photos don't look like that, but my family now is starting to look like that because mm-hmm. my nieces have both married men of color. Nice. Yeah, we have a Where's Where's Waldo photo too. Where from up there looking out at the the crowd and you just see more and more and more sprinkles of of color and of everybody. So when we wanted to do I wondered about the, the title. I thought, you know, it's I'm Still Here, Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness. And you open up the contents and white people are exhausting. <laughs> it's chapter one. No, they are. And I thought, okay, people can close the book and just say, yeah, no, 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 that's not for me. Um, when we When we talked about doing it, and then Pat said, yeah, you should, and then you should lead it. And then it's like, okay, you need to help me. And, and so um, we found a really nice cadence, and we didn't know if we would get anyone. And it's like, okay, I'll go to Julie and our group. And she went to her group, and then, um, you know, we thought, okay, we'll send an email or two, and we can see if the church will maybe put something in a newsletter or, you know, she so she sent an email and, you know, nothing. and. Um, and we thought we'd have Pat do it because she's been a part of the church and done other book studies for a long time. And, you know, we wait and we send a, you know, another email and it kind of goes unresponded to. And then when you finally do get one, it's um, just dismissive. Just, no, yeah, okay. Mm. Kind of that's interesting. Um, and then um, on occasion I had an opportunity to... Um, to talk with, you know, one of the staff. Sad upon learning about John Erdos's passing. May his soul be resting right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, yeah, yeah, that sounds like, that that sounds interesting. Kind of like have fun with that, y'all. Go do your thing. Mm -hmm. And I understand that, you know, There's probably, there's a strategy of tying things to lessons and small group lessons and all that kind of thing, but that's not what this was. This was just put a blurb in a a letter and let people know that we're doing this. And I don't know if it was um, the book, the author, at least that particular author was tied to church work, right? Yeah. Tied to to religious type things. it's not like the other project that I'm thinking of, which is Colin in black and white, which is more of a viewing, you know, view and then have meetings and then view and have a meeting of view. It's like a 
a miniseries. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's non-religious, so it's you know all it's more secular. I'll try to do that outside of there. But for this particular one, I think that we were both just kind of surprised. Yeah, and that reminds me that this isn't even your work to do. This is my work. This mm-hmm. is white people's work, and you were gracious enough to put yourself in that space. You and the other people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, but we should be initiating it. Yeah. I mean, Pat was wonderful, and she made herself available after every... Um, it was a six-week study, and after every one, if anybody you know, was grappling with feelings, grappling with guilt, any kind of issues that they wanted to... You know, she was, she was always there, and that's why I thought it was a really good pairing to have us together. Um, but I, I, I don't really know. I mean, I can speak on the fact that we were surprised that, you know, maybe they were busy. We were going into a break. I can't say why. Yeah. So how do you feel about the representation of leadership or lack of black leadership in the church? I think that it's probably like it is in most corporations. Um, I think that, you know, and it, for the sake of sounding harsh, I think that it's one of those things where, you know, how many numbers do we have to have? How many black people do we have to have on the roles that mark the, the box, right? That, mm-hmm. um, so they don't have to be black, they just be people of color. So technically, if you looked at it, we're pretty diverse. We've got women, we've got Michael, we've got Yanessa. So we're good on paper, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That makes sense. And I think in a lot of different businesses, it looks that way. If we've got different people, a different, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be black people at the top. But so it would, it would obviously be great if we had that mm-hmm. representation male or female, or non-binary. Right. Period. Yeah. It would be fantastic. Um, And hopefully it'll be that way again at some point. Um, I think the representation on Board of Stewards and all the other, the strategic councils and all the different places, would be great if we had that too. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what the makeup is right now, but think that we could always use some more absolutely I think so um, just add some flavor and some some mm-hmm. perspective to the room it keeps things everybody can keep each other honest the voices all the voices are important these kinds of conversations are going to be great though and I'm looking forward to the conversation the, the around the table um, I like that they're doing it with leadership So that's going to be interesting to see how they facilitate those. And then as a Code of Colors project, just like along with the putting on a Code of Colors, I think all of us are looking so we can kind of get trained and and listen and see how they facilitate some of those conversations and figure out what we can do going forward um, as a social social justice kind of council, do more volunteerism and Mm -hmm. more things like that. 
but raising awareness. Yeah. It's huge. I'm really grateful for this time with you. I love an opportunity to get together with you. It's wonderful. But, you know, it's it goes back to like that story about putting the straight people together that have nothing, <laughs> nothing in common. Mm-hmm. I have more in common with you, I feel, mm-hmm. than I do a, a white lesbian woman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I it's do. just it, it's how people. It's the chemistry of friendship, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it was from the very first book study, even through Zoom. Yeah, it just was instantaneous, and I remember, you know, the crazy things going on in politics and stuff at the time and you know looking into the thing remember it was one day and I just told you guys my feelings were hurt mm-hmm. you know I was the only person of color in the study uh, in in our small group mm-hmm. and um, I couldn't even remember what was happening and I just thought why isn't anybody paying attention why isn't anybody mad about what's happening why am I the only am I the only one that's upset about this like why aren't people paying attention? I just wanted to shake everybody. And then it's just like, I've just got hurt feelings today. Mm-hmm. And everybody was kind and sweet and wonderful. That's the, the beauty of the small group, right? Mm-hmm. It just, we're walking around with a lot of things on our shoulders a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, you know, you're empathetic. Thank you kind of comes naturally. I don't know why. (laughs) You appreciate you. And I like that your cat is black and white. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this edition of Putting on a Coat of Colors. This podcast is a community storytelling project of Coat of Colors a Council of Cathedral of Hope, United Church of Christ, in Dallas, Texas. Cathedral of Hope is the largest predominantly LGBTQIA congregation in the world. Our church has a strong community presence and global reach through its online ministry. We self-identify as a church that is progressive, inclusive, and social justice-minded. You can find out more about Cathedral of Hope at www dot cathedralofhope.com In the mission statement of Code of Colors, we assert that through faith, hope, and love, Code of Colors is a council for all people that seeks to decrease the cultural divide and increase a multicultural presence in the church and the community. You can find out more about the outreach programs of this group by searching Code of Colors on Facebook. That's spelled C-O-L-O-U-R-S and request to join the group.